Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, hello. I guess my show's on. This is the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I am Joey Clark. And let's get right to it. Joining me. It's become almost a regular thing. Seth Spotlow's here. Yeah, Oh, I hit the wrong one. That's. I've been doing radio for six years. I turn on the wrong microphone. I make you nervous. I do. <laughs> I do become nervous when you're around, Mr. Spotlow. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, folks who have met you, I'm sure know what I'm going for. Yeah, man. People... Yeah, I can't Careful. touch Careful. Don't touch anything. Careful. Do you seem nervous now? Do we make each other nervous? I guess so, man. You yeah. keep letting me come, and I keep showing up. Yeah. And um, I'm, for some reason, I it's not the record of the day, but I feel like singing, I'm staring at the man in the mirror. We do kind of look alike. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's freaky. It's freaky. And I'm, I don't, this is out of nowhere. Maybe it's us talking about British food and British history, but... I wish there was a place where I didn't have to do that much work, where I could just stop in and eat like two pounds of beef bone marrow, a little toasted bread with some marmalade. Have you ever had some? Oh, it's great. Hey, really? Yeah, I've had some. Uh, I heard you talking about the pie earlier. Yeah, the beef bone marrow custard pie that Henry VIII usually got fat on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried that. I, I love it. Uh, one, a restaurant here in Montgomery had bone marrow for a little while on their menu. Really? And it was wow. awesome. I'll eat anything. I don't care. It is, the way I describe it for those unaffiliated, is uh, it's like meat butter. Ooh. It's like, it's not like gristly fat that you cut off a, a rump. It's like a good, almost gelatinous, just, oh, sultry. So good. <laughs> Like I'm getting turned on over here talking about this stuff, and it does it makes you feel like primal, like a like a caveman. Oh yeah, I, like, I can see how it's like. I used to go hunting a lot. Yeah, I, I killed a duck once. Yeah, and I I killed it and I cooked it and I ate it the same day. Oh, oh man, there's something about uh. that. I'm actually bringing in a guy who uh, does a show kind of about land and. Owning land and, you know, for timber or for farming or for hunting purposes. And uh, it makes me want to get back into it. Because there is something so satisfying about going out, killing your own food, seeing where it comes from, and eating it. And and actually doing it. Being out there, just you in the yeah. woods. It's really nice. Yeah, it gives you some perspective. Because we get so caught up in our everyday modern lives that... You uh, you forget what the world actually is, and how tough it can be. And when it all ends and zombies come, yeah, I mean, I mean you gotta they get out in the woods, feast on your brains. Well, you know, why do they like brains? Because they're dumb. Like my lust for bone marrow. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's like they're, they're just dumb. They're just zombies are dumb. Oh, Shaun well, they're the dumb. They want to be smart. They eat some brains. And I'm sure, I'm sure you like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, of course. Oh, incredible oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, I love it. Incredible movie. I actually haven't. Uh, I, I can't recall 
watching the actual Romero movies, like Dawn of the Dead, and they're great. Uh, yeah, I I need to. Um, I finally changed where for the longest time I didn't like. We talked about this before. I didn't like scary movies, mm-hmm. and now after this past Halloween, I sort of got into it. I'm like, let me test myself. I kind of like the fear it inspires and the creepiness it inspires. It's uh, not even scary, just juicy. Mm. You got to watch the ones from the '80s first because they're latex love and everything's bloody and gushy. Yeah, what's the one with the the guy with the needle face guy? That's uh, Pinhead. Yeah, that's Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser. I mean, they're uh, they just released the trailer for number ten. There's a ten. They had, wait. There have been nine Hellraisers, and we're on number ten. Yep. And uh, wow, six of them were terrible. Yeah, I believe yeah, it. The first three were awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all about like it's pretty sadomasochistic, pretty intense. Like it's a cult that follows this one guy, and you gotta watch it. Okay. You gotta. Everyone's watch it. like demons or something. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. They're demons. Uh, you play with the box, and they come. Yeah, if you mess around with this box, the pain demons yeah, come. They like no. inflicting pain yeah. And, and yeah, pleasure and pain. And it's it's weird, and I think that didn't hit me until I started going through like tragic, really tragic things about life. having to face death head on. It made me go, oh, I see why a movie like Hellraiser would be interesting to people when you feel pain like psychically or mentally. And I'm not I'm not a masochist or a sadist, but I don't really like pain but it, it fascinates me that people will process how they feel and how they're viewing the world through the art in that way and i got into it it's great man i love it i grew up on it okay so educate me here what else should i watch other than hellraiser i've seen the uh, evil dead movies love those oh you, i mean the original one yeah uh, oh yeah. man part they're, two is my favorite they're great evil dead 2 is my favorite yeah. army of darkness i love it in army of darkness i love how they became self-aware <laughs> it's like let's just camp it up and you know nuts. but sam raimi in those first two they're damn good they're really good i love them um don't you got to do uh, uh friday 13th gotta have jason okay. gotta have freddie yeah nightmare on elm street yeah um mike yeah, I mean Halloween. You wait until last. I think I've for seen that. those. Do actually. those last. I've seen those main ones. Yeah, do those last. But the Freddy and the Jason and uh, the the Hellraiser. Um, what else? Those are that man. Those are it. And that's like thirty movies right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like thirty. What's movies? the one where Jason like goes to space? Oh yeah, it's Jason Ten. Yeah, <laughs> you're in space. You they can't hear you scream or something like that. But Jason can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed he, up. He gets an upgrade. It's great. Yeah, the, some of yeah, there are horror movies that are so bad they they turn into instant comedy. Oh yeah. Jason in space. No. Uh, that's all you got to say. No, Army of Darkness oh, is, is hysterical. I love it. All the one-liners. Mm-hmm. Groovy. Yeah, Bruce Campbell, is he's a cult legend he's now awesome. at this point. And I even liked him on Burn Notice. I, the little bit I watched, I watched just for that, and it was awesome. Yeah, for a little while there, I got into the formulaic uh, USA Network shows, like Burn Notice, and what was the other? Suits. Psych. Um, I love Psych. I do love Psych. That's one I will go back to, and I'll watch that over and over again. Because, uh, was it James Roday and Dulé Hill? I didn't watch any of that one. Uh, Dulé Hill was, I first saw him in The West Wing. And I, I still love The West Wing. As much as I've become like a political malcontent, and I just can't stand the state of the country. Like, it's the state of the discourse. I was telling Greg this off air, we have to cover it. But it's like, wait, we're still talking about investigations and corruptions and collusion, Trump's mental health, 
Uh, it's all cynical political posturing. There's not, and even with immigration, we're not talking about you know detailed research positions on immigration. It's just become this bargaining game of you, I get the wall, you get DACA. Terrible. It's just I don't know. Just won't give up. It, it's it's disappointing me. But even being a malcontent, being so disappointed, I watch a show like West Wing, and I'm not agreeing with these guys. I'm not a Democrat, uh, but if I'm honest, and this is what Sorkin's so good at, if you are going to have a president, no matter of what party, you want him to be like Barclay. You want him to be this highly educated, I think, sophisticated, funny, can-be-down-to-earth guy. At least I do. And I like people that are striving to have these great ideals. And I'm saying that, and I'm already thinking in the other side of my brain, well, Joey, no, we don't. Because these high-minded idealists think, oh, I'm carrying out my mission and my destiny and the good of the country and the good of the people. And they end up doing awful things. Exactly. It's easy to... uh, uh yeah, it's easy to lose your way. Yeah, you get all idealistic and you end up trampling people underfoot. But I want to change the topic. We, uh, my mirror stuff, yeah, we were talking you, about food a minute ago. We want to explore into your beautiful mind here. Okay, so I did something the other day that I haven't done in like five or six years. Mm-hmm. I cooked something the other day and it sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. No, you haven't cooked something in a while or you haven't cooked something and it that, sucked? Correct. Okay, I, I cook. I'm good. I'm a good chef. You know, I lived okay. alone for a long time. I it sucked in the beginning, ramen a lot, and then over time it just got better with it. Okay, and I cooked something the other day, and it sucked. Well, and I, uh, it was like chicken with onions and potatoes, and I accidentally grabbed uh, the yellow pota- or onion instead of a, a white or a Vidalia, and I put the whole thing in it. And so you, when you walked in the house, it smelled great, but my potatoes were hard. The chicken was good, and it sucks because. I'm at that point where when you cook something, you got to eat it. Right. <laughs> That's money. You can't just throw it in the trash. Exactly. So um, I finally finished that off yesterday. Finally. Yeah. How many days? Um, three or four. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had to, every time I had wanted a bowl, I had to microwave it for five minutes just cook potatoes. That doesn't sound like a dish either that gets better. As it it sits more like certain pastas and certain dishes, yeah, like the, the ingredients get the mix and the flavors mix. But barbecue not. sauce, yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, you want potatoes? I'm okay. Now, what are some of your specialties? Um, stuffed chicken. I like hmm. feta and uh, uh, bacon inside the chicken. Yeah, I love it, man. Stuffed chicken. chicken. You take a chicken breast, stick your knife in it, and make it so you can stuff some stuff in it, and just shove yeah. it full and. Oh, man, wonderful. I like to make grilled cheese. Oh. Yeah. It's not complicated. No. So I'm not that proud of it. I'm just happy with myself when I do it. Get you one of those red copper pans. Good to go. Oh, those are magnificent. Man, I got one. I love it. I've cooked everything in it. Muffins. Muffins? And muffins. Throw it in the oven. Wow. Boom. Done. Flip it over. Fall right out. Well, and I often, probably too often, eat a lot of bacon. Like, make a whole pan. That's perfect. And eat a lot of it. <laughs> Like that's a show where you're putting way too much sodium in your body. I'm not even worried about the fat. Bacon is straight sodium. Nothing wrong with that. Straight up salt. Why don't you just you know pour the damn salt shaker right in your mouth? 
It's not as satisfying as bacon. No. Uh, oh, it's bacon. You can chew it, it, you can suck on it, and you can swallow it, and you eat more. And, oh, I love it. It is, it is good. It is good. It drives the dog crazy. But I mentioned your beautiful mind because you actually, well, you're not solving complicated math mysteries or puzzles, but you're, uh, you, anytime you think of something, you know, that could be funny or something funny that happened to you, you write it on your... I write it on my bathroom mirror and a dry erase marker. Wow. Not because I'm a genius, because I'm forgetful. Right. Yes, and I mean, when you think of something funny, it goes away quick. Yeah. And uh, it's not something funny, it's something that I've done that was stupid or something that I said to somebody and they laughed really hard at. Yeah. I'll write it on my mirror in my bathroom, and then it stays in my head because I'm in my bathroom and I take a shower, you know? I'm a nasty guy. But showers, in the shower, weird thoughts do come to you. Exactly. Like weird memories or like a, a profound insight. There's something about I don't take cold showers. I hear that's a thing in the summer. That's yeah, I couldn't do it in the winter. No, but I I can't even. I well, the guy recommended cold showers to me. Said, "Well, Joe, if you're having trouble with it, curse in the shower." So like if if the colds you know too much for you, just go, fiddlesticks, something like that, yeah. but not fiddlesticks. I mean, that's what I do. Jump in a cold shower. It's like, fudge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then let's kind of deal with it because you've been outside in 110 degrees all day. Mm -hmm. 60 degree showers feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have taken some of your your shower thoughts, your bathroom thoughts that you wrote on your mirror, and you've put them in this nice little notebook of yours. Uh, Yes. uh, I. Okay. Uh, Jason Fifi, Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's my coach when it comes to my, my, my. Funny stuff and I know telling jokes, and yeah. he, I mean, he told me in the beginning. He said, "Man, before you get up there and you do your thing, write it down." And he told me that. And ever since I've been writing it down, I don't forget stuff. Hmm. So whenever I think of something funny, I write it down. You know, and uh, the stories, and um, I'll do one set list, and then I'll never do it again because I don't like to repeat myself because it's wow. it's not funny after those first couple times. But you're setting up quite the challenge. Well, that's why it takes me a month or so to come up with another set. Okay. Because I I'm stuck with my little kids, so half of these are kid things, and the other half are just stupid things. I got one that says, "I listen to myself better when I look in the mirror." Hmm. Eye contact. I. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but, eh, you know. Would you talk to yourself while looking at yourself in the mirror? Uh, no, but uh, I, I look, and I, I don't know. Well, you're, it's, are you actually speaking out loud, or is it just your inner monologue, your conscience, your Jiminy Cricket speaking to you? Yeah, I, uh, I, I was looking at the mirror, and then I said that to myself, and I was like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, I do walk around and talk to myself, and yeah. I talk to my cat, and I talk to my kid, and nobody can talk back to me. Well, we all have an inner monologue. Like, I, I, it's an interesting question. Like, do you have a conscience is the first question. I would say yes. Of course. Now, but does your conscience, just in your own experience, manifest itself as, like, a feeling or an actual, like, small voice in your head? Or, I mean... It's different for different folks. It's a um, little bit of both, I guess. I mean, mainly a feeling, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, before it was probably something different. Now it's, uh, it's. Uh, I have such a filter that the conscience, I guess, has become my filter. Mm. I, I, I think about it, and then wait a second, and then I say it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And you train yourself. You train your Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna let me come over here. I can't be cussing all the time. No, I we got can't. a little kid. I mean, apparently, my buddy said that 
she's going to start talking just like me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, so, um, like, her first word was, hey. <laughs> and, like, hey. You're like, hey. And the little girl, hey. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And now, instead of, like, I'm like, uh-uh, say, help me. So I just run around, help me. What's that? I got this. <laughs> no, you don't. How does she say hey? Because hey, it's a good. It's a, that's a good word to know. Hello, hey, hi, hi, hi. That's wonderful. But you don't want her to grow up, especially to be that guy or gal. In her case, gal. Who? Well, who knows with this day and age and all the fluidity of gender people keep pushing on? Because gender is just a language game. Well, apparently so. Right. There's no biology involved. <laughs> it's just a social performance. A mask we wear. How do I feel today? Oh, what poppycock. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you don't want her to become that girl who's like, you can hear from afar. It's like um, like in Wayne's world, his, his crazy ex-girlfriend. Hey, oh. hi, Wayne. Hey. I don't think it's that kind of hey. I think oh, it's more good. like the hey. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, man. What's As up, bros? Uh, but yeah, I, you, you don't want it to go to an annoying level. Yeah, and I'm, man, I'm kind of stuck on that because I'm kind of annoying. No, you're not. Well, you only you see me once a week for an hour. True, <laughs> that is very true. That's plenty. That yeah. is plenty. Any more than that, and you'd be like, dude, yeah. you've got to go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. But uh, what else you got in there? In um, fancy notebook. I um, I steal my kids' candy. Really? And I have no problem with that at all. So your your conscience isn't talking to you then? Oh, no, it is. But <laughs> if you give my kid a peanut M&M, I'm going to take it away from her. Because do you like to see me pick her up and smack her on the back when she's choking on it? Hmm. You know? Wait, you're so you're doing this for the sake of the child? Well, for both of us, because I like candy, too. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so is this selfish or selfless? Both. It's both? Yes. I thought those two were mutually exclusive. Well, not in this case. It's not possible that self-interest and self-ishness... That was a weird way to say selfishness. Self-ishness... <laughs> It's not possible that those motivations could ever lead to doing good things for people. It's it's me. You have to be selfless or selfish. It just happens that I like candy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love chocolate and peanuts. Yeah. And this guy was at the movie store renting a movie, and this guy's like, because she runs up to the little thing and wants to get some candy out of the quarter machine. It's like, oh, okay. And he puts quarter in there, and she can get yeah. a handful of peanut M&Ms. I was like, what are you thinking? And then I was like, okay, here, you can have one. And I'm, like, constantly falling around. I mean, you know, right. I didn't want to be rude to the guy. And I right. didn't want to give, not give my kid a piece of candy. Right. And then I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And then I just ate them all. Yeah. That was probably, well, that, that seemed like the, the right move. And, you know, you just made me think of a phrase that I'm trying to say, should I try to bring it back? Go for or, it. Um, or you know, should I, in this heated political environment... Um, but it's it's an innocuous, benign phrase, I believe. But when somebody just does a simple thing, like buy somebody some candy, or hey, here's a $5 bill, keep it. And they don't say it in like, oh, you need it. Just somebody does something nice for you. Hey, I picked up your tab. 
And then you say, well, that's mighty white of you. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. No. See, I don't think it has racist or racial connotations at all. I mean, I almost want to work. I, I want to look up the word. Uh, my, or the phrase, mighty white of you. Where did it come from? I'm, I'm happy if it turns out that it is race, racist or racial in origin, then I won't say it. Uh, play the white man. No, that's not that's not the phrase. I didn't say play the white man. Uh, phrase finder. Oh, okay, that isn't working. Well, Urban Dictionary might help us out. Used to de- describe someone who thinks they've done a great deed, charitable action, or sacrifice, but in reality, they've done very little to help the human condition. <laughs> I gave uh, that homeless man my half-eaten apple. Roger, wow, that's mighty white of you. <laughs> I think it's a fine phrase. Yeah, yeah, according to this it is, but I ain't saying it. <laughs> right? No, and that's where I've been hesitant. It's like, somebody's going to take that as racial. I don't think it is. Hey, well, yeah, but you know how people are nowadays, so sensitive. It is, yeah, they are. I mean, they shouldn't be. Yeah, I know. You can't be my friend if you're going to be sensitive, because, I mean, true friends mm-hmm. are mean to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They support you when you do something stupid. Right. But I'll smack you in the mouth if you're doing something dumb. Wait, you actually smack people? Well, my friends. I'm not going to hit them. Right. Oh, so it's kind of like a love tap. Oh, well, not like a... It's... Oh, it's... <laughs> wow. That's forceful. Yes. No wonder Fifi had that bruise on his cheek the other day. No, I couldn't do that to Coach. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's... Wait, so you have a relationship with him where he's almost like he's a little above you. It's oh, not an yeah. equal plane. He's like the mentor, the oh, guru. Oh, totally, because I listen to his comedy and I feel like I need a thesaurus because I don't know any of the words he says. It is true with Fifi. He's like a comedy yogi. Oh, man. Montgomery. He's good. I'm just dumb. <laughs> I don't, no, you're I not. Write, well, I, I do goofy things and I write it down, kind of. Well, I mean, and you steal your child's candy for selfish and selfless reasons. Yes, I mean, it's for the the help of everybody. And I have no problem with picking her up, throwing her upside down, and smacking her on the back really hard. Yeah, you know, in uh, case she's choking. Yeah, when she's choking, boom, you know, something goes flying across. First time right. it was Vienna. A Vienna yeah. wiener? Yeah. Man, I mean, I mean, boom, and it's... Nice, nice. <laughs> well, we actually have phone calls. Oh, really? And folks are welcome to join in 272-9228. Do you steal candy from your children? Do you have a hankering for bone marrow? Some of the things we've discussed tonight. Mm-hmm. Is your conscience properly formed, and does it come as a small voice in your head? Or is it a feeling? Or do you have no conscience at all, you sociopaths? Let's go to the phones, 272-9228. Hey, welcome. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Hello, who's this? Is, is it John? Hey, John, what's up, man? I was curious. I was flipping channels. Is there some reason they have you on the air? What is the point of this chatter? There is no point. That is the point. It's, it's kind of like a show about nothing. It's kind of like you bring in people from around the community that just want to have a normal conversation. Occasionally, I handle big a topics. Conversation? Hmm? Are you, you consider this a normal conversation? That's a little heightened and silly. Uh, the management of this station is really getting lazy. The crap y'all put on the, on the air... Is it that bad? Are you having a bad day or something? I mean, would you like no, me to talk listen. about the same thing over and over again? Yeah, Donald Trump no, had an open meeting. He did a masterstroke when it came to immigration. He showed his competence mentally. This is a this is a stupid waste of time. They ought to take you off the air. Do they, 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 do they think people are actually listening to this crap? Oh, they totally do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Good Lord, let's go back to the phones and see if we get more negative comments. News Uh-oh. Talk, who's this? You're on the air. 
Hey, this is Alan. Um, well, I was calling in about the whole mighty white thing, but wow. <laughs> um, I've got some advice for that last caller. Dude, change the channel. It's not that hard. Right. Thank you. Am, am I it's, that bad, man? Uh, here's the thing, right? <laughs> if, if you're looking for the run-of-the-mill, play-by-play, political thing, which I'm a fan of that, too. Like, I dig that. If that's what you want... There's other places and other times to find it, but there's nothing in the world wrong with having free-flowing conversations about other aspects of the human condition. Even if you are a diehard politico, which I am, that's not all there is to me. You have other interests. You have other life experiences. Dude, calm down. Move to Colorado. Smoke a joint. Chill out. All right. Well, anyway, uh, the mighty white term. <laughs> the mighty white term. Anyway, so mighty white. Um, I had someone tell me that. And for those who don't know, I'm I'm black. I'm not white. And someone was like, "That's mighty white of you." At my job, when I couldn't satisfy them, I was thoroughly confused. Like, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> and from what from what I understand it is it is kind of like a racist thing but it's actually kind of racist against whites it's saying like yeah. you know the whole white savior complex I'm, I'm not by all means saying that white people will have this but the idea of the white savior complex I'm going to save you and I'm going to bring you up to my level but I'm actually hurting you like, that, that, that's what I think it means like the white man's burden like the British right. empire we got to save these right. lessers yeah we have to civilize them because yeah. their way of life is inherently worse so I, I think that's what it means but Wow. So I, I actually greatly commend the management of this station for saying, you know what? This is not the typical show, no. but you, you bring value to these airwaves. So thank you for doing what you do and keep doing it. Well, thank you so much, Alan. Yeah, I appreciate thanks, it, man. man. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. I was a little caught off guard there. Wow, 50-50. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't please everybody. You got that right. Now I'm good at making people mad. Oh, yeah. Sorry. They are tired of your shower thoughts. Well... I mean, who wants to hear about you and your adorable daughter? I who know. wants to hear about being a single parent in this crazy town? I mean, I was just talking with my friend last night. What is it about, like, why are so many people getting divorced? And I'm talking to him because he, he's gone through a divorce, and he had good reason to. I'm not knocking people who have gotten divorced. I'm saying, why is it happening so often now? Times are changing. People, yeah. It's... it's, uh, it's if you're not happy, you can go away, and it's not gonna. They're not gonna shun you from society. Right. It's just uh, maybe more independence from people, or mm -hmm. economic reasons where you don't necessarily have to stay together. I, I don't know. It, part of me is sad about it, where it's like, you know, I see my grandparents who stayed together for fifty something years. It's like, I get it. Like it was. It's tough to do that. And it's also tough to stay together. Mm -hmm. and that's why it's happening so often. But yeah. I don't know. I, um, I I look out at the landscape of this world, and the reason why we do idle chit-chat on occasion is because life is crazy. And we do have fun on this station, whether on Happy Hour or other shows. We do have fun. And we also talk about politics. Mike Pence is on Fox News. If you want to watch Mike Pence be interviewed by Martha McCallum, talking about his trip to the Mid-East this month. I mean, there, and I believe that's the Middle East, not the <laughs> Mid-East of the country. It's always it's, confusing. It says Mid-East. I like his hair. I can't wait till my hair looks he like that. He does look like a G.I. Joe. Silver Fox boy. Yeah, he, at the Republican National Convention, it was like, it, he was giving me life advice.
Like, eat your Wheaties, son. <laughs> and your spinach. And you'll be strong and big like Popeye. Which, talk about weird racial history in this country. Popeye, man. Oh, wow. Or just Looney Tunes in general. Oh. I love Looney Tunes, don't get me wrong. Me too. But... I've been. I mean, I watch one with my kid. I, yeah. I found some uh, Looney Tunes on uh, on DVD, and I pop them in. Yeah, they're watching. I'm like, hey, I grew up on this stuff. It's weird, but you'll never know. Yeah, it's great. And then they did their appearance in Space Jam. Oh like, yeah, so good. Yeah, it was. It had MJ in it, man. Well, and I'm thinking tomorrow night though. I haven't touched on this topic in a while, but I'm going to say that a boy to Rand Paul. Thank you, sir, for threatening to filibuster. This nonsense of trying to pass Section 702 of the FISA statute through the dark of night, smuggled into this huge spending bill. I thank you for standing up, shining a light on this, actually reaching across the aisle to bring together folks who don't want Americans to be spied on without a warrant. I think it's a worthy cause to actually stand up and hold the bill back. And it might be reauthorized with a few reforms, with a sunset provision. But this idea that they wanted to pass warrantless spying of Americans and collecting Americans' information and making this program permanent, well, it's just highly suspect. So I'll get into that tomorrow night. Yeah. But the song of the day, I was thinking of my roommates a few years ago. And one of them introduced me to a band, Mr. Heavenly. This song is called uh, Diddy Eyes. I think it's kind of bloodshot, tired. Uh, I think it's about a, a difficult relationship. But uh, here's a little bit of the song. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We'll be right back. Seth and I will. Clark. Oh, welcome back. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. In the news, uh, Republicans still don't like Democrats and Democrats still don't like Republicans, but they're going to try to get together on this whole immigration thing with the Dream Actor Deferred Action, um, along with getting the wall built, along with I think Donald Trump's going to move to the center this year. I, no, I really do. I think he's going to try to get an infrastructure bill. Um, maybe take away some foreign aid from certain countries. That's why he had that opening shot at Pakistan. I mean, there's a lot going on. But I have a suggestion for partisans. I mean, it's fine to be partisan. It's fine to root for a certain team because people believe in things differently. And it is a fight. At the end of the day, politics is about division. But when you find yourself screaming at the other side, which I've done plenty of, Step back and go, okay, all those things I just wrote or said, could it apply to me as well? I don't know. I started doing that while looking in the mirror, like when you talk to yourself in the mirror. Oh, yeah. But uh, let's go back to the phones, 272-9228, and let's talk to Leonard. And where did Justin go? I have no clue. But Leonard, what's up, man? Not much, dude. Just hanging out and all that stuff. You know me as usual. I just like calling in and uh, being positive with you guys. And also, I know Steph. Hey, and all that. So it's the you know small world and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, on your your kid thing, dude, uh-huh. it just gets worse. Man, trust me. <laughs> uh, my daughter and all that stuff, spitting image of me, man. So 
So just get ready for that and all that stuff. Just to be like, oh, there's the female version of me and all that stuff right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, so enjoy that one, bro. Because, like I said, my little girl, my son, he has the same tics as me. Like, I can see in him, like, uh, the way we act and all this stuff, or we deal with situations, we're about the same. But then when it comes to our mouth, me and my daughter were like hand in hand, being smart or uh, saying the same lines to each other and everybody else. And, uh, and like I said, just to do the positive thing, Joey, Joey, mm-hmm. I love your show, man. It's oh, great you. You. and all that stuff. I still think uh, your best episode is the, 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 the one with Miss Rollins after she passed away, dude. Yeah, and and I know I, I I told you how much I hated you on Facebook for making you know I'm a, like a 300 pound plus guy almost crying in my car making me think of my mama and the other people I lost because that was like yeah. one of the best shows that you I think you've done. I mean I know you've done some great ones, but that's going to be in like your top ten list when you get nice and famous and things like that, and you do a best of. Well, it came from a real place because I had uh, gone. I've gone through a lot of that, and yeah. I've had to do a lot of heavy thinking about it. It doesn't always make me the the best company. And I try to be the best company on air I can be, but, uh, yeah, it's a tough issue. And my heart still goes out to Keith. I hope he's all right. Yeah, but, no, I just want to call in and be positive. You do a great job. Oh, thank you. Uh, your, 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 uh, your sidekick on the uh, happy hour, he I, he I, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that, Greg's that, amazing. That, that, I, yeah, I couldn't think of his name and all that stuff. So, but besides that, you guys just keep up with the good work, okay? Oh, thank you, Leonard. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, and, no, I, I find that we're blessed here. So, so blessed. Because most radio is not local, not locally owned. You get a few local folks, and that's fine. And I'm not talking ill against any competitor. But if you are local, great. I want more local radio. Mm-hmm. I love that Greg does the morning show, that Baron is there with Jack and get, brings on the chairman, David Mowry. I love that they do 9 to noon. I love that Dan has been going strong now for six years in that time slot, noon to 3. And I want him to get to share more stories about Reagan. He tells some good ones. Oh yeah, I love him. I love him. And working with Greg is a dream in the afternoon from three to six. Uh, Greg, it's hard to explain to folks who haven't done radio, but Greg is just naturally talented. He has the gift of gab, but good gab. Um, Great stories have has had such a, a life where he's had the crazy times, the salad days that turned dark after he accomplished what he wanted and then redeemed himself. Um, remarkable life, and he's a treasure to have here in the uh, in the river region. And if I find a place to fit in with that, because that's why I hopped into this. Dan Morris asked me, do you want to help produce the show? about six years ago. And I ended up saying, yeah. Because I'd listened to a lot of talk radio. And my favorite stuff on talk radio, for instance, with Glenn Beck, it wasn't when Glenn got all tearful. It wasn't when Glenn started lecturing. It wasn't when Glenn talked about the evils of the progressive movement, though some of that stuff was good. I can't stand Woodrow Wilson. But it's when Glenn and Pat and Stu would relax and have a lot of fun and just be the... I think they knew Stu for a decade. Glenn and Pat Gray go back 30, 40 years. And you, you can tell how they talk to one another. You talk about how you smack your friends around. Mm-hmm. They would do that with words. It's like, it, that's a great sign of a friendship when you know you're that close that you can be critical or you can joke and insult comedy, these sort of things. Oh, yeah, that's the only kind of friend to have. I mean, why you want to have a friend you can't be yourself around? Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm learning, too. 
Yeah. I am by no means perfect. Certainly not as a person, and certainly not as a broadcaster. Oh man, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I've sucked before, and I still kind of suck now. But I'm trying not to suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do the best we can. I do have one thing in common with Greg. Mm-hmm. I was hit by a school bus once. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I was... You just didn't see it coming. Exactly. It was supposed to go straight and he turned. It's one thing to be hit by like a small sedan. But how did you miss a bus? Had to be completely oblivious, I suppose. Yeah, and I, I, I guess I was stupid then. I'm dumb now, and I was running down a hill, and they were supposed to go straight, and I was going to run behind it, and the school bus <laughs> turned, and I didn't see it turn, and we hit each other. <laughs> and I mean, I was okay. You know, got a day well, off. You're here now. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I missed it. I don't know. We would have missed this whole, you know, blossoming friendship. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done. Well, such a sweet moment. Oh, let's go back to the phones, 272-9228, and let's talk to whoever this is. You're on the air. Welcome. So, has anybody told you you're doing a great job today? Oh, thank you so much, Marianne. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for remembering. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Joey, your show is so good. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad the other callers, Alan and the one before me, called in. Hmm. But I just wanted to call real quick and try to tell your guest the single parent story. Okay. Joey and my son graduated high school together, sir. It's true. We played football together. We swapped war stories. Oh. Yes. And I'm a single parent also. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I put my son through 13 years of private school on no child support. Oof. While Joey went to St. Bede, my son went to the other Catholic school, okay, that is now closed. Mm-hmm. Now, I did this, like I said, on no child support. Sir, you're going to have a moment in time when your daughter's going to be in school. You're going to get this middle-of-the-day phone call, and you got to go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And Mike did this to me, Joey. <laughs> he, he did it on a dare from another classmate of yours. I'll tell you her name Ooh. another time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but she dared him. They all, they, she had chased him in the, in the churchyard since they were three years old. Okay, because we were, we're longtime members of that parish. But anyway, when I got that phone call, I had to take two aspirin before I went there. When I got there, he was sitting there. He didn't think I was going to show up. And it was just me and him and the principal. And the response he gave me, and I looked, and I was almost to the point of being crying because the dare was to touch the fire alarm. (laughs) And Mike's in like the fourth or fifth grade. And he did it, and it went off. And the kindergartners were coming in for lunch. And that delayed their lunch. They had to evacuate the school, and here comes the fire truck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and Mike got suspended for a day she, and she swore it wasn't going to be on his record but my son is now a mobile police officer and it showed up down there <laughs> <laughs> oh wow he had to explain it <laughs> anyway when I got back to work I was so rattled about everything I had to take him home Joey mm. <laughs> you know I mean it was bad okay but even though it was like a day and a half of suspension it wasn't like a whole week or anything you know but, Joey, when I got back to work, I looked at my coworkers and, sir, this, I want you to remember this response to the married one. Say, look, when you get home tonight, would you please tell your, tell your other, your husband or your wife, you know, thank you so much for being there because, guess what, next time it's your turn. 
<laughs> I didn't get to say that to anybody. I had to show up there. But it was like, come on, reinforce your marriage on it because there are just, you know, the kids are important and that yeah. kind of thing. And so I'm praying for you, Joey. I love your show. I love your guests. I love listening to Toy Toy last night. She was wonderful. So, yeah, and I'm good. just going to say, Joey, thank you so much for being at Blue Water Broadcast. Well, thank you, okay. Marianne. And it, I hope to get to meet you in person soon <laughs> after being 10 years out of high yeah. school. <laughs> and I'm going to hug your neck, okay? Well, I appreciate it. Well, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put together my Humpty Dumpty ego again, but you just did. Thank you so Aww. much. Yeah, but I, I'm going to do my family response to you, to you and Blue Water Broadcasting, okay? Okay. I love you to the moon and back and so much more than that. Oh, yeah, it's I such a cheese fest here now. Oh, she told, Thank she told you, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> and please, uh, to your guests, please come back again. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Oh, how sweet. That's so that. sweet. How sweet. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Master Thespian. Yes. yes. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Hello, um, good sir. I, I don't know what crawled up the behind of that person who called a, a while ago, but was wrong. Well, I'm wondering, maybe he just has never tried beef bone marrow. It's so good. Know. It'll make your day right. Or but, I want a uh, piece of candy for my baby. Mm. If yeah. He doesn't <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't like it, switch the channel. There are so many different radio programs he could listen to. And frankly, I I think it's pearls before swine, you know? You well, are no, an oasis of civility in the middle of a bitter and cruel world. And it's fun listening. Thank you. You know? Well, the fact that you're taking a break away from all the madness and just talking about stuff. It's yeah. fun to listen to. Yeah, talking about life. And, you know, and I encourage yeah. people who also don't find that uh, the flavor of my show is to their liking to keep trying. I, I think you might enjoy where I'm going. If you and give it a chance, it's great. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't give anything a chance, then how are you going to know? Absolutely. Well, that's, that's a dangerous rule. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things. <laughs> Have you ever tried murder? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's, you, you don't change, you don't grow if you don't do something different. If you don't listen to other viewpoints, if you don't take the time to do something other than you've already done before, you're not going to learn. You're not going to find out what your limits are, what your boundaries are. I mean, it's... That's what life is about. Don't yes. sit in your hole. Go out and explore life. Mm -hmm. so, you hear that, Jim? That's my sermon for the day. <laughs> well, Master <laughs> Thusbin, thank you, sir. All right. Keep on, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Very and good. continue thank the you. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is an interesting show. Yeah. I want to more of your shower thoughts, but I feel derailed. I've here. only got a couple more. You okay. you got one more left. You oh, on the phones? Yeah. yeah let's talk more. to Lisa. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> Hey, darlings. How y'all doing? Oh, I, I'm even better now that you called us darling. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm even better since I started listening to you, gentlemen. Uh, this is called Hit and Run, Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, dirty. Oh, y'all. Oh, I feel... Uh, the VA tells me I'm doing better, and I feel like I am. <laughs> yeah. Good. 
Indeed, I do tell them. Like I said, hit and run love. I love y'all. Oh, I love you, too. Oh, I hate to, I keep the recipe, a little bit of the recipe for that uh, bone marrow stuff. Well, I think I, what you do is you just go get a beef bone from the butcher, have them split it, sprinkle some salt and pepper, maybe a little rosemary, however you want to season it, oh, roast it in that. the oven, and then get a little a spoon, some toasted bread, some focaccia, oh, and maybe a, a marmalade reduction, and just go to town. Oh, Oh, I love the idea of that. Uh, garlic, garlic. Oh, yeah, garlic can be brought into the game. I'm going to have to ask the folks in the meat market. Yeah. Oh, 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 I saw a, 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 a neighborhood meat market here today. I'm going to have to ease on in there. Thank you, Joey. I love y'all. Oh, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Wow. That, man. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I know. In, a, in an up-and-up up platonic way, yeah, I feel t- warm and fuzzy. Like, totally messing with my emotions. I was all happy, and then I was kind of bummed out because mm-hmm. old Mr. Negativity called. Yeah, but, you know, we have bad days. It happens. I've had bad days. Yes. And so, you know, I'm not, I don't blame the guy. Hey, it happens. I, I blame it on his dinging doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> so, more shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Um. Oh, man. My girl, what do I do when I have her and I got to go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, how old is she again? She's one and a half. She's only one and Oh, wow. And, I mean, she's... Uh, you can't I'm, leave her alone. I'm, I'm uh, doing the, the trying to potty train her thing, and it's working pretty good. My mom told me what to do. She said, get it, sit her on it. When she goes potty, do the song. Pee-pee in the potty, the poo-poo in the potty. And I sing it, and she loves it, and she dances, and now she gets on the toilet and sits there for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> She's already become an old man. And it's terrible. And then daddy's got to go pee, and she wants to come follow me. And oh, then no. yeah. it's like, what do I do? Yeah. Any single dads out there, I don't know how to answer that one for you, man. I throw over my shoulder. Wait, no, my my um, aunt and uncle when my cousin was very young, I remember this, I was pretty young, but I remember it was like one of these things where it's almost like a bouncy swing mm-hmm. where, you, you know, you kind of, they're suspended and like two ropes going up to the top of the crown molding the ceiling and they can bounce in like this cradle seat. And maybe you get one of those, and why you need to go to the bathroom, she can bounce in the cradle seat. Uh, she's past that one. Yeah? She's past that one. She's she, way past she, that. Um, she's, uh, all I can do, I just throw her over my shoulder, and she's okay with me throwing her upside down. So I kind of throw her <laughs> on my shoulder, so she's looking at the back, and, and uh, I just pee real quick, and then we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is a problem I never would have thought of. Man. It's a single dad issue, for sure. <laughs> Terrible, because I don't, I don't, I mean, baby girl, I don't want to see you. No, know, right, yeah. You know, and it's like, potty. I'm like, uh, yeah, but you don't do it like this. No, <laughs> no you want to keep the kids innocent. And, like, it's tough in this world. It really is. Oh, I listened to you and uh, old girl yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, toy toy? Yeah. And she said that single dads have it harder. And I was like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she, I think she's right. And she knows from experience being a single mom. And I'm definitely going to have her back. It was so much fun. Um, and tomorrow night, I don't have a guest. I think I really am going to go off on this FISA court thing. Oh, yeah. It's just, we need to remember the history of this. I'll listen. I want to learn. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating that we keep making this mistake. And I'm not worried about necessarily Trump abusing it. I wasn't really that worried about Obama abusing it. They could have, though. That's always a risk. But it's like you're setting up the tools for tyranny in a not-too-far-away future. Mm-hmm. That you, you create, how did Snowden refer to it, an architecture of oppression. 
where the government can collect all information. That is a dangerous thing. Do you much trust? Power. Yeah, think about the people you don't trust at all, the opposition party. Think about things in our own history where war breaks out and presidents get a lot of power. Just, I don't know, stuff freaks me absolute out. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Indeed, Lord Acton. Ooh. Well, let's quickly take this phone call. We're almost have, like, only 40 seconds. Hey, who's this? Hey, I was a single dad for about two months with a one-year-old. You just got to work around the baby's schedule, sleep schedule, nap schedule, all that. You just... She's she got sleeps, a whole day. She, yeah. <laughs> she sleeps till two and she goes to bed at eight, so there's six hours where I can't pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a sacrifice you have to make. Well, hey, you're, yeah. Thanks for the. And then uh, you just take her everywhere you go. Oh, always. I can't leave. Her I here. once locked myself out of the car and I had to go get her at out of daycare. And you just realize at that moment in time, you can't, you have no control and you have to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the call, man. We're all at time. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Oh, and Seth, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, dude. I, I love this it. show. Yeah, man. Me too. You're it's awesome. Fun. Oh, well, thank you. You're yeah, awesome. Man. Hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm here, man. Well, I'll keep writing stuff on the mirror for you. Indeed, and bringing back these thoughts. They're genius. Yes. You're like really smart. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk to you all tomorrow night. Have a good one. Joey Clark.